welcome back to the Pro Pilot Playbook Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Mike. And uh, we're glad you guys joined us. Today we're going to be talking about this. This episode would probably pertain to somebody who's actually just interested in aviation or somebody that's in that time building phase, probably looking to see whether they wanted to go towards the corporate route or the airline route. Right, right. This will provide a lot of information on, uh, you know, selecting a corporate job should you choose to go into corporate aviation. And it's a facet of aviation that we have extensive experience with over the years. We both work for many different corporate operators. And we'd like to talk to you today about if you are going to go the corporate route, how to select what is a good corporate job and what are some things to look for. Um, so for someone just starting out, this is good insight. Uh, it's just anything that you listen to that's going to familiarize yourself with the industry and how these jobs work is going to help you make a career decision. And our more advanced flyers that maybe are working on their CFI or they're getting ready to start applying for jobs, this will be tremendously helpful. Right. So maybe we start off with just what is a corporate job, period, a corporate pilot. A corporate pilot is, it, you know, I'm sure... Maybe not everybody knows, but right. most people probably know that, you know, your large corporations, large banks, large companies like Procter & Gamble that create half the stuff in the supermarket. You know, these these companies have flight departments, not just a jet, but multiple jets. Yeah. Okay. And then, then there's, there's smaller companies that will own just a couple airplanes or maybe one airplane. There's wealthy families that will just own an airplane, a jet. Um, so it's it's all over the board. And then the management companies, of course, that uh, right. charter. Uh, sure. So when you hear the term charter, um, you think of fishing charters or whatever. But all that means, it means rental. Just when you think of, when you're uh, talking to people in the industry and they say, oh, do you fly charter or whatever? That's jet rental. And it's not, I, I don't want you to think that these are poor people that rent jets because a lot of people with a ton of money still rent airplanes it's 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 more cost effective economically although they're very expensive to rent mm -hmm. if you don't fly a lot of hours you know say right. you're retired and you want to go on vacation you don't want to buy a jet just to use it on vacation four or five times a year sure. uh, it's too expensive so um yeah there are major major players in the industry that rent airplanes to rich people um some of them you've heard of you know i, I think we can mention net jets or, or sure. delta private jets or or flex jet or flight options these are all huge rental companies and those are considered corporate flying jobs too so you might work for one of them and they may have 100 airplanes and you know 300 pilots um, okay so let's let's talk about what makes a good corporate job yeah, so uh, now that we've talked about all the different facets, uh, since we're, we were just on the topic of these large operators, these large charter operators, let's get that out of the way first. Because um, it's not, although they fly corporate jets, I don't know if it's necessarily a corporate flying job, but it, I, I would say it is more of a corporate job than an airline job. Um, these, uh, Sean and I have both worked for these types of operators, and there's advantages and disadvantages of those. But when you work for these large charter companies that have hundreds of pilots, um, there's some advantages. But this, the, basically, the schedule normally is a week on, week off. That's a very classic schedule for those. Right. So you would leave. Typically, it's on a Wednesday. You're gone for a week, and then you come back, and then you're off for a week. Um, now, here's the fun part. For that week, you have no idea where you're going. 
Uh, right. You literally airline that morning to somewhere where there is a plane. You don't fly the same plane. Okay, you say fly a model. So if you're on a certain type of Lear on Wednesday, they and you live in Detroit on Wednesday, they airline you to Minneapolis, and there's an airplane sitting there, and you take it somewhere, and you just literally bounce all around the United States. Right. Um, you hmm. want to pack flip flops. And sunscreen, and you also want to pack a winter coat because yeah. you don't know if you're going to be in Fort Lauderdale or, or if Canada. You're going to be in Canada, right? right? Right. That's just how it goes, and it's very fun. It's a lot of adventuresome. Um, it takes a lot of energy, but uh, the experience at those companies is second to none. I mean, right? Because you're you're you're, you're you got to make quick decisions, and you get to go unbelievable amount of places in a short period of time. So right. that's, it's, a, it's like being a, a limo driver versus a bus driver at the airlines that has a similar structure. The airlines yes. do um, with all the, you know, the extra padding of it being a large company, large operator. Uh, but you don't know where you're going each day. No, you, know, you don't. It's not a set schedule like mm. at the airlines where you fly the same thing every month. You go to these cities and these days and, um, and then the next month you get a different schedule at the airlines. But at this place, it's literally up in the air. That week you're on, you could be anywhere. Yeah, and uh, well, another perk to that one is you meet a lot of interesting people. That's where that space is where most of the celebrities, sports heroes, movie stars. Right. A uh, lot of, you know, when you think of movie stars and entertainers and things like that, most of those, I would say most of them, unless they're super big deal, don't own a jet. But they rent like crazy. So yep, yep. You, you'll you'll go to some exotic, nice places, and you'll meet some <laughs> some very interesting people. I got a list in my phone that I can't share, but uh, you'd be surprised about who's on that list that yeah. uh, I actually met and interacted with. So uh, that's that's it's it's a it's an interesting lifestyle. The week on being gone a week is hard, but imagine having a full week off. So you get two weeks off every month. I mean, most people get a week vacation sure. every year, okay? And uh, <laughs> right. two weeks, you know, and you're, you could go on vacation literally twice a month if you wanted. Um, a lot of those companies allow you to live anywhere, too. Right, because you just have to be within an hour of a major airport to airline in or airline wherever you're going to get on the airplane. Yes, yes. Some of them let you change your base. I know guys, they'll live in the south in the, in the winter and then somewhere cool up north in the summer, you know. To, right. Um, you... Typically, still get at a lot of the big companies. You still get a couple weeks vacation, so your week on week sure. off. Sure, you, you can, take one week off. You actually get three weeks off. Right. So, I mean, think about that. That's really good. Uh, and you know, um, you still get. I, I, you know, when we were doing it uh, for your week on, you'll get days off, not at home on the road. So sometimes, right, there, there won't be any trips. So you're flying, flying, flying. And then a couple days, you, you just sit somewhere. Sit in a hotel room, go out and see the sights of that city. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. 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 So that's that type of job. Um, so that, that's kind of a whole nother animal compared to what true corporate flying is. So let's talk about true corporate flying. Right. When exactly. And the NetJet stuff is they are doing the same mission. Yeah. Uh, but when I think of corporate, I think straight aircraft owned by that company and yep. I am employed by that company. Yes. XYZ Corporation. And uh, we fly around to help sell their widgets or manufacture whatever. Maybe the boss takes the airplane on vacation, that type of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, these jobs are, it used to be 
you know, this was the cream of the crop in, in order to get that type of job. Right. Right. I mean, you had to know somebody, you, uh, these jobs were not advertised. Yeah. And let, let me, let me stop you right there. That's something I was actually thinking as you're talking, it's it, this, this podcast is actually valuable because it helps you as an inspiring pilot, choose what type of these jobs you would want. But you know, the funny thing is even 10 years ago, we couldn't even have made this podcast sure. because the, the, <laughs> the podcast would be, how do you get any corporate job that will hire you? Uh, uh, and how do you keep it, right? It, it, because the market was so bad for pilots um, that you you could you would literally take anything flying a jet and you were happy to have it. It's right. not like that now. There's right. actually the pilot shortage that we talk so much about. You can literally interview these companies for what you want to take, you know, uh, and uh, that's that's what this is all about. But it's really remarkable, and that's why we developed the ProPilot Playbook. Uh, and if you haven't been to our website, check it out. But it allows you to take advantage of the pilot shortage and become a pilot just like us if, as fast and as cheap as possible. But uh, yeah, right. So you're exactly right. Getting one of these jobs just 10 years ago, it it would have been impossible. You you absolutely would have had to known somebody there. Um, You would have had to been some type of superstar. Right. Um, Now, now uh, you can almost walk into any of them because they need pilots so bad. Right. But so how the how does this corporate job differ from the net jets or the large charter operators we just mentioned. So it's hard to put a finger on because they're all over the place. You mm-hmm. could literally, you could be in a small flight department where there's only the two of you and the one jet, mm-hmm. so two pilots and one airplane. So that means anytime that airplane moves, anytime that airplane flies, you're going to be working. Yeah. Okay. And then, so well, not true. You could get a contract pilot. Right, you could. But you it's could. a big deal and it's expensive. Right, exactly. <laughs> so what that means is if me and Sean fly an airplane and uh, Sean's got to go to his kid's graduation, there's a trip, we can actually contact other pilots that are rated in our plane and pay them a day rate, uh, which is right. an excellent source for pilots to make extra money. That's actually one of the things my company does. My, okay. my plane that yeah. manages we aircraft. Too, yeah. Right. So, yeah, there's, there's a, a total of 15 aircraft across the country that I yeah. regularly do contract work on because their pilot isn't available or that aircraft doesn't even have pilots. Yeah. Um, we're kind of getting diverted off course here, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, the contract flying, we'll, we'll come back to that actually. Yeah. Uh, but so this, the corporate flying departments can be all over the place. You could be working for a large corporate flying department that has six airplanes and 20 pilots, or you could, like I mentioned, one airplane and two pilots. Yeah. So based on that, you can start to decipher, you know, some of these companies may have schedules, you know, where the, the airplane with just two pilots, they're not really going to have a schedule. Um, right. So there's, there's a whole slew of, of quality of life issues here. Uh, so it's very important to do your research, um, you know, to look and see what, if you're wanting to go the corporate route, uh, there's huge variations in, in quality of life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. There's some two pilot, two man operations, uh, on one airplane that are fantastic. I happen to have one of those jobs. Uh, but there's some two-man operations that are terrible because you never know when you're flying or what you're doing. If you're on a two-man operation and the company is scheduled out well and it doesn't change much, it's really not an issue. Um, because the reason they have two pilots is because they don't fly that much. You know what I mean? So sure. it can be really good. Sure. And if they're uh, up to using a contract pilot should you need a day off, then 
you know, they can be really good. Now, some accounts have three uh, pilots for one airplane, which is ideal. You know, it takes right. two to fly it. But the third guy's a spare, so that means you can rotate and you can have a schedule. You can take uh, if there's a weekend trip and somebody wants the weekend off, you know, you could take right. it between the you, three of you. You can come up with your own schedule yes. most of the time. Yes, yeah. and then for really busy accounts, sometimes they'll have four pilots or even more, and that's uh, that's even better because you know those guys, uh, you know, two are off and two are on. One guy gets sick, the other guy fills in, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so you know, there's there's those. Um, some companies have two airplanes, and then they'll have maybe four pilots for two airplanes. So if they're both gone, everybody's got to work. Right. But most of the time, there's just one flying. You know that type of stuff. Okay. So schedule. 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 What's what's another uh, aspect we should talk about here in the corporate corporate world? Uh, well, let's talk about the type of business they do and where they go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So as as I've been, you know, I just had this conversation just yesterday. Uh, I was talking with a pilot. Uh, I was out in Oklahoma. We're sitting around the airport talking, and I came up with a lot of these owners of these aircraft, these wealthy folks that own aircraft. They're either they fit into two different categories. Yeah. Okay. They're either beach people. Or they're mountain people. <laughs> you should ask the owner, do you like palm trees or pine trees? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and honestly, you, and, and there's different types of pilots out there. I'm a palm tree pilot myself. Right, yeah. But uh, right. in those jobs, I'm more attracted to. Uh, if But there's we have a buddy, Mike Berry. Oh, should I say his name? <laughs> Too late. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a pine tree guy, man. I mean, this guy, he would do anything to go skiing, man. Right. I mean, he, he had a, a, a condo, didn't he? Or yeah. apartment or something yeah, he out was, in Colorado to go. Yeah, he was living out in Colorado for a while. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, he died, man. They get 100 inches of veil, man. It's, it's a gun. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, you, you have those type of people and I've worked for both. Yeah. 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 And I've, I have heard of the rare occasion where you, you have somebody that is a beach person and a mountain person, but yeah, those are few and far between. Yeah. But yeah, where, where you're going, where, where does your owner like to take the airplane? You know, my guy is a beach guy. So I am down in Florida, uh, with my, uh, with my main guy, I consider him my main guy, mm -hmm. my main customer here in Cincinnati. I'm down in Florida two or three times a month. Yeah. And I know it's a similar deal for you. Yes. So, uh, other than, you know, when you're in the interview or you're talking about these jobs, uh, um, other than just point blank asking you where you go, a professional way to approach that when you're uh, asking about the job is, uh, I always, the first thing I ask is, where does the owner have homes? Right. And that may be a new thing for, for you guys, but um, these people that own airplanes, they don't just have one house. <laughs> you, you get all the houses first, then you get the jet after you have everything. So um, typically, uh, the owners will have several houses in nice places, and uh, that's where you're going to be spending the most time because that's that's where they go. Yeah, so uh, ask about the houses and, and where they're at because you're going to be spending a lot of time there. Another thing is, is, is do they, especially on two people operations, two pilot operations, uh, do they leave the airplane on crude and this is very important sure um, yeah so some some owners and it's it's not their fault it could be the nature of their business uh but they move around a lot and they have a jet because they need to go places when they need to go so they wherever they're at you have to be there the pilots need to be with the plane or uh, another adage, old adage, is the bullets have to be with the gun. Right. Uh, and they never leave what we call in the business the airplane uncovered. Because even if they're going to, on vacation for a week, 
something may come up and they really right. want to leave. Now, if you have an owner that's not like that, um, which there's a lot of them out there, uh, it's very beneficial. So, for instance, the, uh, the uh, owner has uh, a house in Snowmass and he wants to go there uh, for two weeks to go skiing. Mm-hmm. Well... You might not. You might rather be off than. Although snowman is nice, after about four <laughs> days, it probably sucks. So, what? Uh, what? What? Uh, after you ate at every single restaurant there four times, right? Exactly. Gonna, so, uh, uh, what a lot of operators will do is they'll allow their crew to airline home. So as soon as they land, you go home, and then you airline back a day or two before he wants to leave. And now you've had two weeks off to do right. whatever you want. You know, so that's a that's a very nice perk if if they're yeah. willing to do. Yeah, yeah. The perfect example is just yesterday, just last night. Yeah, I got in. I uh, I took my customer whose plane's based down in Vero Beach. I yeah. flew him out to Oklahoma City yesterday, and then left the jet out there and flew home. And then on Friday morning, I'll fly back out to Oak City and take him back to Florida. Yeah. So instead of me sitting around Oklahoma City for two or three days, I went ahead and came home. Yeah. Um, but you know, this guy is, he's super cool though. He's, yeah. he's actually, uh, for thanks the other pilot that works for me, uh, wasn't going to be able to make it home. He took him up to, uh, New Jersey for Thanksgiving and my pilot wasn't going to be able to make it home. Okay. So he actually let him take the private jet <laughs> by himself, the single pilot jet. He flew from New Jersey to Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. In this jet so he could wow. make it home for Thanksgiving with his family. So that's the kind of, that that is the perfect corporate gig. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I have heard many stories like that. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll you see, you get so involved with these folks, you know, that you take good care of them. They want to take good care of you. And what, what, what did that cost, you think, the owner to, to him? Because uh, the airplane had to fly back empty also. I mean, it was probably as much as ten first class tickets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it was probably it probably ended up costing the owner seven eight grand. Yeah, after it all shakes out. Yeah, yeah. So you know, th- these are these are important things, and uh, you know, uh, leaving the airplane on crew too. When you live in a large market like some of you guys might be, you know, in Dallas or Atlanta or something like that, where there's a gazillion airline flights. Um, you know, that helps a lot. Um, even if, uh, we're, we're okay to leave the airplane uncovered, but if the trip is somewhere remote, you know, like, uh, I don't know, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, places out in the great plains and stuff where you could end up going. Uh, I don't want to say any of these places cause it might insult someone that lives there, but you know, <laughs> let's, for instance, you live in Clovis, New Mexico or something like that, where the, you know, there's two flights a day and, and then you got to connect. It may not even be worth it for you guys to go home. But right. if, if they're going to these major markets like Florida and stuff. Now, what's great is the Caribbean sometimes can get tricky. So usually we stay. Well, sure. Yeah. Got to stay there. Make sure you get right? stuck there. <laughs> International, right? Customs, all right. that kind of stuff. So, yeah. All right. So we covered, uh, yeah, schedule. Yep. Or how many pilots are on the airplane. Yeah. Schedule. Uh, we just covered... Uh, what else we got? Where do they go? Yeah. We cover where, where, they, they, yeah, go. where they go. Where they go. I mean, what another variable would be pay. Pay, yeah, absolutely. Pay is always probably, it's probably possibly the first thing somebody yes. looks at, but in, especially in the beginning of your career. But as you, the reason why we mentioned schedule first is because as you move through this, you know, up the ladder here in the career, in your career ladder of your life, yeah, um, you're going to, the pay is going to be there for the right. most part. Right. Um, so one of the things though, that can make a big difference going back to the schedule thing though, if you know, I've, I've sat through some pretty crap 
jobs before, you know, with a, a two man, one airplane, two pilots, because the air, the, the pay was amazing. Yeah. You know, so I, I couldn't bring myself to golden handcuffs. Exactly. Golden handcuffs, yeah. because I knew anywhere else I went would be half the pay. Right. So, but if you're in that corporate job with only one aircraft and two pilots and the pay isn't there, you know, that could make a big difference. That's pretty much, I mean, it, there's the benefits or everything is leveling out with pay pretty well, yeah, pretty nicely. Yeah. These, these jobs are so highly specialized. And now with the pilot shortage, I mean, the, the money's going to be there, especially for you guys just wanting to embark on your career. By the time you get to this level, I, I don't think you're going to have much to worry about. Now, one thing when you're looking at these corporate pilot pay scales and the airlines aren't like that, one thing to definitely consider is that these corporate jobs pay a lot based on geographical areas. So we live in the Midwest. We sure. both live in Cincinnati. Um, so we're on the lower end of probably when you see some of these salary surveys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's way less money to live here than it is in Los Angeles. I mean, if you're flying a corporate jet out of Van Nuys, California, I mean, you know, gosh, with the taxes and everything. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. On days like today, I wish I lived in California. But, um, you know, you, you those guys will be on the upper end of the pay scale, but they also have the upper end of uh, expenses. New York's sure. expensive, too. I right. mean, any of the major metros. So, you know, the numbers uh, have to make sense for where you're going, you know. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Yep. Uh, What's another variable we got here in the corporate piloting world oh the the airplane itself equipment equipment yeah, yeah pilots yeah. call it equipment yep that's a good term yeah i learned that from catch me if you can so, <laughs> so when he's trying to impersonate the pilot yeah yeah, yeah the equipment's yeah. a big deal when you're first starting out i, I this is what my experience is sure. myself that's all you care about man you're like you want to fly the g6 or or the triple seven or or whatever i remember sitting in an interview it was a corporate interview yeah. and the guy asked me this was re- i was really young it was like one of my first interviews and i think it was you know it was just a time building type job it was here in cincinnati and the guy asked me you know well sean what's what's your goal what's your end-all be-all goal for your aviation career and my answer was to get into the driver's seat of the biggest fastest piece of aluminum somebody will let me <laughs> in the front of <laughs> and uh and the guy loved the answer he loved the answer because it wasn't anything about pay or schedule or right <laughs> just to get in the biggest fastest machine somebody will let me sit in that's right that's right yeah i wanted to fly big stuff too um I'll tell you, you know, I think your taste change. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're all fun. Um, I think jets. So I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. Uh, A lot of guys, you'll hear this old adage. They'll be like, I fly anything with wings as long as they pay me enough. Right. Exactly. Uh, Which which I don't believe is 100 percent true. I'll tell you what. The newer jets the more expensive jets are easier to fly. That's yeah. the secret. Yeah. Uh, I, so. I call it, you know, uh, it's a Fisher price airplane. Yeah. Like <laughs> you look at a guy where there's like four switches. Which <laughs> exactly. is the old, I used to fly an old Hawker 800 buddy. That oh, thing God. looks like there's a thousand switches up here, a thousand down here. Of course it's harder to fly, man. A hundred little button dials and gauges everywhere <laughs> that, that are all worn off and you can't even read. What Levers you, everywhere. <laughs> what the hell? Exactly. <laughs> now you get in, it's a clean cockpit. You got like six computer screens and four switches. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and those are easier. Don't don't uh, don't kid yourself. Uh, now let's talk about size, right? So bigger airplanes are easier to fly, 
Uh, they're better. You can walk around them and stuff, but there's one problem with big corporate airplanes. Actually, all airplanes. What is that, Sean? Tell us what it is. Big airplane, big suitcase. That's right, man. That's the old adage. So <laughs> you don't buy a global 6000 or a G650 or a you know BBJ to go from uh, Cincinnati to uh you know Oak City <laughs> no, or or, or no. uh Houston. Yeah, you're going to Madrid and right. you don't go to Madrid for one day when you no, go out there no. man. You're going to go for a while. Right. You know? Or or you you got to be in England, you know, uh twice a month. You right. Know, right. You have a meeting in London you have to attend twice a month and Yes. Yeah. Now, there are exceptions. You know, somebody hits a big... A Gulfstream is the biggest status symbol you could possibly own. So there are people that sell their company to Google for a kajillion dollars and they just buy a G6 and they only fly it, you know, an hour legs, you know, from from, from uh, San Francisco to L.A. Sure. But, but uh, few and far between. Most people that buy a $65 million airplane that can literally fly for 14 hours without refueling are flying 14 hours without refueling. Right. So right. it's something to, but maybe you like that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, there's positive things to that too. Absolutely. When I was younger, I would have been all for it. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It would have been amazing. Yes. Go to Europe for three or four days, a couple yes. times a month, bring it on. Yep. That's but right. Now that I'm a little older, now I understand, you know, how nice it is just to, uh, you know, fly for two hours. Yeah. Fly for two hours, uh, twice a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there and you go. You still collect the fat check in the end. That's right. Right. It doesn't right. matter that I'm not going to Europe. You, know, you got it. Yep. So, so these are some of the facets. I think we pretty much covered every variable yeah. I could think of off the top of my head of the of the corporate stuff. Uh, we're gonna do a similar episode describing uh, the airline world. But uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah. I don't know, Mike. You got anything else? No, no. Get to flying, man. Visit yeah. our website, propilotplaybook.com. It's great. Yeah. And that'll get your career kickstarted. Yes. Email us, email us any questions you got. If you got an ep- uh, you know, topic you want us to hit on the uh hit on the show here, maybe we'll just do an episode where we answer a bunch of questions. Yeah. A bunch of random stuff. That'd be good. But yeah. Podcast at propilotplaybook.com. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.